something to say or have ideas for the show, tweet at songdancepod or email songdancepod at gmail.com. Let us know how we are doing. It's the Song and Dance Podcast with Michael and Rachel. The intro gets yeah. harder every time. Every time. I don't know why. But, like, it doesn't get easy. Um, it's a... It's, it's a song and dance podcast. Um, that's like tap the table. Um, <laughs> you need a gavel or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that would be nice. That would be nice. So we just got done watching the 1980 contest as we start our uh, series of um, the 80s. So look out for that. We're going to be uh, just reviewing all the 80s. Woot. What did you think about the... ED contest. Um, it was really entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little unsure, but I guess I just have a bias towards <laughs> enjoying the 80s more than some of the other ones. I noted to Michael after we had uh, watched it that overall my scores, my overall impression was higher than some of the like 2000s <laughs> that we've been watching. So I, I definitely liked it. I did. So it was in The Hague. Um, yep, there was the uh, 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still not fully sure what the splashing in that image was. I was like, is that swimmers? Is it just water splashing? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this available on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y- you can see that image for yourself. But very exciting. But I did, um, now that I've experienced a live orchestra before, I did miss <laughs> seeing them because they were in the pit this yeah. time. Which was fine, but I really liked like being able to have the camera pan over and look at them. So yeah, that was one thing I missed. But overall, like really, really entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, last week we uh, watched the uh, 2011 contest, and we live tweeted that. Um, so go over to Twitter if you want to see that song dance pod at on on Twitter. Quickly, what was your impression of the 2011 contest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't make an overall lasting impression because I can barely remember it and it's just been a week. <laughs> uh, I, you know, like I said, my overall ratings in that contest were on the lower end. Yeah. Now, granted, I have a strong suspicion that if I listen to that music again, there are a few at least that will definitely grow on me that they get catchier as you sort of listen to them again. So I don't always trust my first impression. Um, so it, it may be better on the second round, but overall I was less enthusiastic about it. There were a few solid ones that I enjoyed, but overall your uh, score was like six. Yeah. There were a few that were higher. No. <sighs> It's really hard because I usually don't end up ever going like, this is a one <laughs> or this is a 10. Yeah. So it's it's really like I should give myself a one to five scale because <laughs> I feel like that really make me more accurate because I tend to range from like four to nine. <laughs> yeah. So in that case, it probably bring up the average quite a bit because there were like quite a few sevens in there. But there was like one. There was eight? one eight. No, there were two, I think. Okay, yeah. But So it's like, those would be, I think, the tens. I don't know. It's my own dysfunctional <laughs> scoring. And I also, like, I couldn't possibly give somebody a one. Like, they tried. They performed on stage. 
So it's a little hard. So I would say it's probably like technically middle of the road. Yeah. (laughs) But. um, Well, to be fair, like the uh, 2011 contest wasn't the best. Wasn't the worst. I would give it a six overall. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So you're not you're not alone in that. Anyway, um, back to the 1980 contest, the 25th anniversary. Um, yeah, uh, there was penguins. Um, Bolton did a, a whole song about Eurovision, and uh, and and uh, in French. That's language. Yeah, it's in French. So uh, let's hear the the fallen segment. All all the uh, songs to did not win. As always, it goes from uh, last place up to uh, second place. Um, if you hear a a uh, song that's no country, that's most likely uh, Austria. So. Just letting you know, so here's the fallen segment. Remembering the fallen. Finland. (laughs) Morocco. Belgium. Eurovision. 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 Norway. Turkey. Denmark. Greece. Spain. Sweden. Luxembourg. Portugal. Portugal. 
Italy. Netherlands. Switzerland. United Kingdom. Germany. Remembering the Fallen. Yeah, that was the Fallen segment. Um, let's, before we get into our favorites, let's talk about... Um, Luxembourg. Specifically Luxembourg? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Alright. The penguin song. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't speak the language, and even I could tell almost immediately that the penguin had something to do with it based on the outfits. Yeah. The backup singer <laughs> and that dude in the back. Yeah. Who, I guess he was technically also a singer, but he did a lot of, like, penguin motions and swaying also. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, supposed to be, like, it's called a Papa, Papa Penguin. Um, so, it's about uh, how a, uh, the Papa Penguin wants to travel the world. So, if you got that. I got Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Pretty much. Um, how about the... Uh, the uh, French entry. First thought, can you be too upbeat? <laughs> uh, and then I, I like their rainbow bedazzled costumes. <laughs> it had a bit of a, a monkey's feel. Yeah. Like that particular band stood up out to me, 70s vibe. I, overall, there wasn't much to sort of latch onto is something I enjoyed. They were just by far the like the most upbeat most like jazz to be there yeah like song and they did say that this is very much eurovision like in the little intro that they did yeah which i mean i guess you could say it's definitely like poppy like in your face happy song so yeah what did you uh think about um finland's uh flute solo i mean who doesn't love a flute <laughs> solo man uh, it was an upbeat song. Like, he really rolls some of the... Like, up front, he rolled his, like, vowels a lot more than he did throughout the rest of the song. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if it was a precedent. Yeah. But I did note it, like, up front. Um, the flute was kind of cute. I don't think it actually fully saves the song, though. There was something that was just kind of misaligned with maybe his his vocals, like the pitch and the rest of the song. Like, if they had 
brought it up yeah. just a little bit, I feel like it might have matched a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, they got last place for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> they it, only got uh, six points, so. Yeah, it's interesting. I just, it it was a technically, like, well-constructed song, especially, like, the background. Yeah. There was just something a little off that threw the rest of it off. And, of course, uh, Norway gave it uh, five points, and uh, for some reason, uh, France gave him uh, one point. <laughs> that was it. That's um, all they had. Yeah, it was just, it was a little mismatched. And overall, like, I couldn't say that it was necessarily a good entry. Like, all the separate parts were good. Yeah. It just didn't come together right. So let's go on to our uh, favorites. First off, we have uh, No Way with Diab. Uh, <laughs> Now, I will say, according to uh, Remember the Fallen, I noticed my picks were towards the the front, which <laughs> means they were low scored. Yeah. So hard disagree <laughs> on this one. Um, I don't know. Like, mostly when it, the song first started out, I was sort of like, eh, it's kind of like all the other songs. Yeah. And as soon as that other dude came out, for some reason, I was like, it just got better from there. <laughs> and it, like, went up to one of my top songs. And I don't know if it was just the catchiness of the repetitive yeah. sort of... Uh, what is it that out of sync singing over the uh, I, I, I don't know I don't know but you know it, I just overall I thought it was interesting and there was just a lot of like there's a there's a guy that just peered on stage now it's a duo now it's pretty catchy I feel like the finish was strong because they did like that like slow yeah like solo thing at the end um, so I don't know like it it was one of those songs where it started off kind of yeah, 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 I know. And it grew on Yeah. And so I can see why maybe it didn't get high score because the start was kind of slow. But I, it was something that just grew on me. 16th place with us 15 points. Yikes. Yeah. Only uh, Morocco and uh, Belgium and Finland were below them. So. Yeah. I guess it goes to show that sometimes the gimmick works on people. Yeah. it worked on me. Well, like, now it's three years of down the road mm-hmm. so maybe like now it's, yeah it's 40 years <laughs> feel old now somewhat somewhat yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a long time ago yeah um, strong musical theater vibes yeah, there was a lot of soft, uh, strong uh, musical feeling vibe from like most of this, the the uh, entries. This yeah, year. I did note it several times, and it, including several vocalists. Where I was like, "Oh God, they've got to get into theater." Yeah, they just made for it. Yeah, I know. Um, now uh, we have uh, their only entry ever is uh, Morocco. The only, uh, I think the only, um, song in Eurovision that's any Arabic, which is not surprising, but, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what people's problem with this song was, because it was also fairly low scoring. Yeah, they, uh, she got, say, she got only seven points. 
Yeah, and I do know that sometimes national ties can really help boost your points because you'll like by default vote for your neighbors or things like that. But and so maybe Morocco is just sort of left out because it was their first time and they hadn't sort of built up relationships in the same way. Yeah. But I thought this was a really good song. I thought her voice was really beautiful. I thought the song was really well like thought out. Uh, Overall, I wouldn't have guessed that it was like so, so close to the bottom. Yeah, uh, only uh, Ellie gave them uh, points. Seven points. Just seven. Yeah, I think Morocco was robbed. I really... I wish they had had a chance to come back, but I do understand, like, it's a huge investment to send people to Eurovision. So maybe just because they did so poorly, they're like, maybe it's not for us? Um, I Like, I have no knowledge on to why they did this here and then never again. No, it's like, it was... Basically, a uh, political reasons. Um, the then king said, "Like, no, we're not gonna go because we did so poorly, and also because Israel is come back." Ah, yeah. Well. If you notice, like Israel is not in that contest. So, I do. I, I think this one was robbed. <laughs> I feel like it should have scored much higher, especially compared to some of the more generic. Songs that were in this competition. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, that was uh, Morocco. The only, uh, their only entry and their only, uh, entries thus far. Um, hopefully they come back. <laughs> But I'm glad I got to experience it this year, at least, I guess. Now, yeah, we have, um, most of our favorites were at the, um, bottom. Yeah, what's up with that? We were just out of sync with this particular contest, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. We have, uh, uh, Belgium with, uh, Talix with Eurovision. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely, like, a standout among the other songs, I think because it had so much synth. And it was very, uh, like, kind of simple. It had an, a decent harmony going. Um, but the only thing I said is, like, it kind of, it just makes me smile somehow, this song. Yeah, it's um, weird. It captures um, something very intrinsic to the 80s that just, like, really, I was there for it. I really, like, the, uh, enjoyed Sam. the song. Yeah, I mean, it, it was that, but there's also something about, like, the formula of the song, the beat, and the way that the chorus interacted with the lyrics. Yeah. Just overall, it was kind of like an epitome, sort of like if there was a contest to like make it <laughs> very like the epitome of an 80s song, like this might have been a good contender for that because I felt that it brought in so many elements. Yeah. Uh, see, how many points did they score? They scored 14 points. And I will tell you, I have never seen someone. Sprinkle confetti with so much chill. <laughs> he just sort of like calmly reaches into his pocket, holds up his hand, and then like, throw, like sprinkles confetti, and then he, then he does it with the other hand. Yep, and, and then just, he just throws the oh, rest. Yeah, one yeah. last he throws it up, so he gets yeah. a little in his hair. But I was like, this guy must never be stressed out. He's just the epitome of like calm and collected. While sprinkling confetti on the stage. 
here's a quote from the lead singer. He, we had hoped to finish last, but Portugal decided otherwise. We got 10 points from them and finished in 19th. <laughs> That's really interesting. They were like, we went there to bomb. I mean, do you think they were saving face afterwards? Or do you think they genuinely were like, we calculated this to be like the most atypical entry so we won't get a good score. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Portugal gave them uh, 10 points, so Portugal loved that song. Um, and uh, Greece gave them three, and, uh, and oh, yeah, of course, the UK gave them one. Ah. At least they got some I mean, points, it was sort yeah. of the opposite of the UK song, so I guess I could sort of see that. <laughs> Like there were, there's a broad spectrum of songs, and the UK was sort of saccharine. And I, I guess we're gonna talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, here is a uh, Belgium song. Eurovision. 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 It's so good. I don't know why. There is just something about it that is like calculated to my like my childhood or something. Yeah. Because it, it's like almost simplistic, like a child song. Yeah. You know, like it's written in a very like simple pentameter where you're like sing along, chi-, like in the car type of song. And I was just so there for it. I love how he brought out a camera at the end. Right. It was one of those things. I don't. There was just something very uh, catchy about it in my, like, lizard brain. <laughs> it's like, yes! Now we have uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I think there were... She was robbed. It was uh, Germany with a, a theater or a oh, theater. Yeah. Why mimes? That was my first... Why the mimes? <laughs> and the gloves, the piano gloves with little... Like puppet dolls on it. But that was the actually the the, the piano player with the uh, pu- puppet dolls was um, the the uh, writer of the song. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it had a really strong aesthetic. Definitely music theater vibe, like musical. Yeah. It was all about the performance, and it definitely had like a strong beat. So I had actually had it a fairly highly scored, but. You know. <laughs> Why mimes? <laughs> uh, see. I'm, I'm trying to find a uh, answer for you. Uh, yeah. All I know is no. that my fear of clowns they has were not into mimes now. They were not mimes. The four backing singers, according to Wikipedia, the four backing singers were dressed as clowns. Okay, that's why I hated it so much. <laughs> they weren't mimes, they were clowns. Of course it put my back up. And the and the composer or the uh, writer of the song played the piano on stage wearing gloves with small clowns on the fingers. Yeah, that's why it was so disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although the striped shirts really threw me. Because that to me reads mime. True, yeah. I, I like the song more than uh, Ireland's winning song. But it doesn't have the uh, sax solo that any 
any uh, any song needs. That's right. You do need that strong jazz vibe going yeah. on. Uh, you know, uh, let's hear <laughs> Germany's song. I'm watching it again, and yeah, the uh, four backing singers are uh, are there. Um, I, I have no words for them. Yeah, there's something intrinsically weird about. Like, I can get it. They were going for a strong aesthetic. Yeah, this is definitely like the actual song itself. Really does feel like theater, so I can see why. But clowns, man. <laughs> Or as you say, mimes. Yes, why mimes? Yeah. So now we have the winning song, uh, Ireland. Um, Donnie Logan, or more, or um, Mr. Yevgen. You will get that as we go down the line of uh, years because this is his uh, first one. Um, what What's another year? I always I have to say that. Uh, they rob Germany and they have a epic, uh, <laughs> they uh, have a epic uh, jazz solo. Yeah, starts with the sax, has a sax solo. He, the singer has an amazing voice, yeah. like super great. The one thing I said is it's like very on point as a kind of sad, mopey, <laughs> like male ballad. But there was something about him that was very like Marius in Les Mis. <laughs> I was like, this guy would be great singing a rendition of Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. There's something very, like, strong. And they did say, I think in the uh, lead-up introduction, yeah, that he was coming in and people really, like, thought his voice was his strong suit. So I think they really played to that. Yeah, uh, it definitely wouldn't necessarily have been my pick for the winner. <laughs> I, I still think other ones were stronger, but, <laughs> I like, I can see why people enjoy it. What's another year to someone who's lost everything that he owns? What's another year to someone who's getting used to being alone? You know, they should just remake Les Mis and just have the song. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't necessarily... I mean, there are some characters this would fit for. Yeah. Uh, Eponine, I think, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just me make uh, late mids with the like. Sad. We could just pull a full cast from this particular year. I feel like we could do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've already got some serious like musical vibes going on. And you know, at the end, all all the characters come on stage and sing uh, your uh, your. Vision yes. from uh, Belgium, yeah. That's right. Synth and all. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you don't need um, the uh, orchestra for that, so yeah. Just uh, dismiss the, or- the uh, orchestra at the end and have the uh, Sith come up, <laughs> you know? Yes. That would 
that you know someone should do that someone should do that now last song we have we have the UK um Prima Donna Love Enough for you too yes I want to say it's couple 80s and I, I can see it being like the uh, theme song for a a sitcom yeah, or even like in the background in a soap opera yeah. or something. There's something really, like I already said, it was a little saccharine. Now, granted, this is one of two songs, maybe three, that I could actually understand the lyrics <laughs> for, which as usual is distracting for me. <laughs> I Like, the vocalizations were good. There was some harmonization and a bell, they had like a cowbell or something <laughs> that they were ringing. It's fairly standard is what I wrote. Like, it wasn't necessarily bad. It was just a little yeah. generic, like, standard, like, of the time. Um, which made it a tiny bit forgettable. Yeah. But I could definitely see, like, some sort of sitcom. <laughs> so, it's so ten- uh, generic. Yeah. Um, even, uh, even Wikipedia says, like, it's a, it's a uh, up-tempo song. About the love between two people, and that's, that's right. it. That that's the only line they so have. Sixty like percent of all Euro song, Eurovision songs, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see it, just uh, go on Wikipedia and search uh, "Love Enough for Two for the UK in 1980. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't much to say about the song. You know, uh, middle of the road, just kind of their song. You know. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of there. Um, I don't think that it's their worst entry of, of the uh, nope. 80, the 80s. Granted, we only heard one, which um, Love Is, but it's I like it more. I would more. take this over Love Is. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. I, I like it more than Love Is. Yeah, um, but still, it didn't really stand out among the other songs in this year. Yeah. Also, you know, it's the eighties. Um, the UK was a a, a a powerhouse, and also I love how the um, com theater uh, Terry Wogan was like, um, like, oh, this country does so bad at Eurovision. Um, this country only won once. This country has won no times, and um, it's almost like karma came back <laughs> and bit bit the. Um, the uh, UK like 20 years later and then they just had a string of bad results since two, two, 2000. Yeah. Um, who is the announcer that we were listening to? Do you uh, know? Terry Wogan. Okay. So he's earlier than the one I'm used to. Yeah, you are used to... Um, actually, no, it's all... Um, Terry Wogan was the uh, competitor from the 80s to 2009. Really? Yeah. And maybe it's just the sound quality of this year. Yeah, yeah. No, it was weird. Yeah, there, there was definitely some iffiness about even just, uh, like, when somebody ripped it, you could tell, like, it went, you know, yeah. very briefly. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, he did. He also, like, he was just rubbing salt on people's <laughs> wounds because you'd be like, this one's, it's their first time here. Yeah. Like, and this one... They've, like, performed three times and never won. <laughs> I was like, I guess you probably want history, but I feel like he didn't do that to any of the strong contenders. 
for the people who had a strong history of winning? No. Um, if they were a favorite, they would. He would say like, "Oh, they're the bookie's favorite," or like they're all, they're high up in the bookie's odds. So yeah, he specifically called out the one that had the best odds. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, Austria was the odds on favorite. Yeah, I think so. They were first, so he was like, "They're they're 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 the bookie's favorite," but they were on first, so they're not gonna win. But the UK. You know, they're off 13th, so... <laughs> yeah, there's always a lot of, like, I just hold out a sliver of hope. I guess this was during their strong time. It was oh, yeah. Prior to the dry run, but... Yeah. 20... Can't blame him, I suppose. Yeah, he has to wait, like, 20 years before the UK Oh, it's the Netherlands. That. The Netherlands was the Oh, yeah, the they're favorite. also the favorite, yeah. There's a... If there's a time, time to It sounds like the intro for a sitcom. Also, we were talking, uh, joking about the um, intro for this contest. Was they need to have a uh, a uh, sitcom intro for the uh, artist? Yeah. Just uh, like looking at the camera. Um, yeah. yeah, like they're having a conversation on screen, and then the camera sort of zooms in, and they look up. Like, somebody's, like, just walked in on their conversation yeah. and smile. <laughs> you know, that very specific, like, early 90s sitcom vibe. Yeah, I'm surprised that no, uh... I think no contest has done that yet. Oh, that could be an idea, I guess. Yeah, so, like, if <laughs> I'm if I'm ever the, uh... a uh, producer for the show, then that's, like, the only... That's the only idea I would put out there, like, multiple times a day. No, for the country introductions. Yeah. Every single one. <laughs> They're doing some kind of sitcom activity, and then they all look at the screen and, like, do thumbs up or wave or something. Yeah. Just yeah. I'd love to see how many iterations of that somebody could come up with. You you have your, your project now, Michael. Yeah. That, that would... You know, I just need to uh, get into TV and uh, be a producer. And, and, you know, in like 40 years, if I ever make it to uh, (laughs) uh, Europe, um, that could be, who knows? Life goals, Michael. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, I have to work for a a TV station that also, a, a TV broadcaster for a country that won. So I cannot, I, I can never be in the UK. <laughs> Maybe uh, Sweden. Here's hoping, Michael. Yeah, being they win a lot and they're like always like up, up there. So I feel like that would be like one of the most fun, like gigs to have when it comes to Eurovision. Yeah, you know, it's a once a year thing. Um, it's like almost like the, the like the Olympics, you know. Um, here we have a uh, NBC, and they always put on the Olympics. So I'm pretty sure they're um, in charge of all the uh, camera work and stuff for the Olympics in 2026, I think. And most, well, 
most likely they will come in 2024, uh, 5, 4? I don't know. It's, it's coming up. Yeah, I can't think that far ahead. Now, all I know is that there, you know, the U.S. is hosting the World Cup and also the uh, Olympics, like back to back. So, anyway, um, any uh, anything else you want to add about about the uh, nineteen eighty contest? No, just to sum up, hard disagree <laughs> on like some of these songs. Yeah. I guess maybe hindsight or just I have different taste than people that year, but whatever. We should find someone who was uh, in alive in the, the 80s and then uh, like show them the songs. <laughs> See if their musical tastes have uh, it's uh, different. I mean, things would change, but it would be interesting to have like sort of a crowdsourced like Let's all go back and look at this and what would we rate it now and yeah. then compare. That would be fun. Like a, I don't know. I mean. Uh, yeah, because things have changed and musical tastes have changed. So it might, the way that people view certain songs might have been framed differently. Yeah. You know, you can't, uh, you can't have someone who is born like in, uh, not, 99 or like 2000 or like 2005 and say like oh this song in 1980 was really bad but that that's the winner so right well we could also it would might be fun to do you know kids react to the <laughs> 1980s eurovision song contest yeah i mean there, there's always there's always that uh reaction ch- channel um like adults react or something right and they do have kids react to certain things too i actually think kids in general might just not understand because they don't have the historical context. Like, I'm digging the 80s. Yeah. Because I grew up, like, I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. And so, so much of this is still, like, ingrained in my childhood. But there may be things where young young folk might think this is a little lame. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that they based off, off like, now, I know, like, they would hate Finland's song. They would. Oh. <laughs> they would not get uh, Belgium's song, and uh, I'm pretty sure that they would hate um, uh, that the uh, UK song. Hmm. I'm pretty sure they would not give it th- uh, third place. Right. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. Also, like kids nowadays, like. Hate um, clowns. So um, I'm pretty sure that I think that's because of my generation, because <laughs> we were like of the it and the like crazy clown and yeah, um, like I don't know. Like there's a whole bunch of media that en- ended up with like that guy who will punish your children by dressing up like a ca- clown and stalking oh, them, yeah. which yeah. turned into the clown sightings. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be partially our fault because our fear of clowns is now ingrained in the younger generation. Um, that was the uh, 1980 uh, contest. Uh, so, um, Ireland won. Um, I think uh, uh, Germany uh, sort of won. Also, in the 2012 
via live tweeted um, last week. Um, I think um, Italy was robbed, and they were. I don't know how uh, Azerbaijan won, and I. Yeah, that song was like that song was like the UK song um, in 1980, just more pop. Um, and much more um, worse. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Not much else to say about that. Yeah, I'll say, okay, um, next week uh, we're going to live tweet the 2012 contest. Um, also, I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, in 2012, you'll know who won when you see it. Um, if you don't, then I... I'm, I you don't I, know what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. fair. So, uh, look out for that one, uh, live tweeting... Uh, um, next week uh so it's um if you don't know our twitter it's um a song dance pod um at song dance pod um yeah uh that's our social media on our twitter if you want to uh, get in touch with us we also have a uh, email which is uh song dance pod at g uh gmail at um dot com um anything Last words? No. I guess just follow our live tweets. Yeah. My little cops attude sometimes. Hmm? Cop attude. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will see you guys in two weeks where we uh, review the 1981. Um, and then in October, I think more uh, more of the 80s and then to a uh, Junior Yevgen, which is in in uh in November. So we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye. Have something to say or have ideas for the show? Tweet at SongDancePod or email songdancepod at gmail.com. Let us know how we are doing. You can subscribe to the Song and Dance Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a review and please subscribe.